Now we are recording. Uh, good call. We just went through about a one-minute recording, and I was I was on top of the comedy world for those 60 seconds. Those are jokes that are going to be buried in history. Uh, this is Quinn David Furness. This is my podcast, the Beantown Podcast, the People's Podcast, voted one of Baltimore's top 500 podcasts by you, the fans. Uh, just check today. We are up to five uh, ratings on iTunes. They're all five stars. So that's basically like 25 stars. Uh, thank you. That's a lot of stars. Um, thank you very much for your support on that. Uh, this is Quinn David Furness. We are coming to you live from the great city of Chicago, greatest city on earth, I'm here to celebrate a couple of different things. Uh, significant date for me, July 7th, that's when I arrived in Beantown last year. Uh, 2017 is now July 7th, 2018. Uh, we're going to be telling that moving story. Got some of my buddies here uh, because we are celebrating a farewell to Farwell, uh, the apartment I lived in last year and then the apartment that uh, a bunch of my buddies still live in. We are finally moving, not we, I moved out. Uh, they are finally moving out of in a couple of weeks here, which I know everyone is excited about. That 1700 uh, a month, four-bedroom rent is nice, but... Uh, there comes a time in every man's life when you have to decide that uh, there are greener pastures. So um, let's uh, let's jump into it here. I want to tell my story, and then I'm just going to open up to, to everyone here to, to tell any stories that they want about Farwell. Um, listener discretion is advised when you are listening to the Beantown Podcast, number one. Uh, we will use some uh, objective language uh, potentially here and there, particularly today, because these guys are just swearing like sailors. Um, I was watching Jaws on the 4th of July at a, at a bar a couple of days ago. It was awesome. And Quinn, who's the crazy like sea captain in that movie, he uses a phrase uh, called, it's called swimming with bow-legged women, which is just <laughs> like, basically bow-legged women, I think are like uh, promiscuous Boy, women. Boat. Boat-legged women, yeah. We're going to need a, a bigger boat. Um, that was just... I, so I've used that phrase like every day since then, and people don't know what it means, and that's okay, because that's my kind of comedy. Uh, that's number one. Number two, the podcast is objectively terrible. Uh, so uh, thank you for uh, for supporting us. This is episode number 26. This is the halfway point in the year. Uh, so excited to uh, to be doing this for the first half of the year, and here's to another half a year, and... Next thing you know, we'll all be old and gray. So uh, I lived in uh, in this apartment when I was in grad school for one year. It is a uh, four-bedroom apartment. Uh, George uh, Bernard Shaw designed. Is he the architect? No, what's the name of the architect? Who's the famous <laughs> no, no, architect? It was, it was George Bernard Shaw. That's he, him with all like the famous houses for, and stuff. Um, yeah. Hemingway himself. Hemingway himself. Yeah. And uh, Faulkner <laughs> came here one summer. And no, no, wait, hold on. I think you've got that wrong. Uh, the architect is a pretty big Chicago architect. It was his name was like Frank. Lloyd. No, no, I'm pretty sure it was a Frank Zappa. Oh yeah, yeah Zappa. No, of Frank course, Zappa. that's a good catch, Sean. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people know Frank Lloyd Wright for his houses, but Frank Zappa, actually, very famous. That's uh, where the true genius lie. <laughs> um, I am joined by uh, former roommates Sean Young and Ryan Sanger, and we have a guest appearance from Mr. Stephen Boy today. Uh, he <laughs> I don't think it picked up, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> we got some beer flowing. I got two giant ass 20 inch pizzas from JB Alberto's on Morse. Uh, 
go support your local business. Um, we're one pizza in, two, one pizza to go. Uh, maybe JP uh, Jombles Pendowski will make an appearance with his brother at some point. We don't know what his situation is. JP was on my podcast uh, about two or three weeks ago. That was fun. We talked about um, being a music student. Um, uh, but I lived in this apartment. Uh, if you're trying to get a picture in your head, if anyone out there saw, call me by your name. You know, it's like the summer home in Tuscany. Uh, the wine's flowing. Everyone's having a good time. That's pretty much what it's like here. You know, it's a summer home. It's a vacation for a lot of uh, people. Ryan will occasionally come here when he's not at his girlfriend's house. Uh, so that's <laughs> that kind of laugh from the peanut gallery. Um, <laughs> I think that's racist. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> if you couldn't tell already, there's going to be a lot of laughing in this podcast, and I am okay with that because laughing is my favorite thing. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. Um, let me tell this story, otherwise, we're going to be here for an hour because the story is pretty extensive. And I, I know I told all you guys right after it happened, and I told. Uh, my friends in the moment, but one year later, I realized um, that's the type of thing that you'll forget the finer details uh, before too long if you don't actually write it down or record it somewhere. So that's really the purpose of what I'm doing here. But I think it's an entertaining story. So uh, flashback to July 6th. Um, I work in the morning. My job in Evanston is my last shift ever there. And uh, I go pick up the budget truck and first sign of trouble, I had requested like the smallest truck that they can give you because I really didn't have very much. I had like a bookcase, a dresser, a twin bed mattress, and like a couple boxes. And that's really what I had. I didn't have much. A desk that I had stolen from DePaul. What's the statute of limitations on that stuff? I don't We're going to find <laughs> out. Um, I don't think anyone. I think if you've had it for one Famous year, it's yours. Okay, that's good because I have it for two. I have three actually, almost now. Um, so I bring the well first sign of trouble. Uh, as I mentioned, they gave me like the medium, like one away from the large size truck. Remember how big my truck was last year, and like how little stuff I had. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't even fill up like a half of it. Which d- might seem like a good problem to have, but it's not when you like. I don't have like all the straps and stuff to like keep that stuff in place. So now I'm trying to drive from Chicago to the East coast, like stuff sloshing around. And, um, yeah, that was the first, uh, first indication that things could go South. So bring it, uh, down to Rogers park, uh, dear friend, Sean, who is a absolute trooper, saved my ass twice with moving. I uh, really do appreciate that. Sean, uh, helped me load up the truck. I think I got some JB Albertos or Giordano's actually. Yeah. Good one, Sean. <laughs> okay, so we let's should, recreate we should that instant replay. Yeah, <laughs> crickets. I should, I should clarify that like Quinn finishes finishes his last shift at Northwestern, and then he gets home, and I basically have like gotten I've been out of bed for like fifteen minutes, Classic. and so Quinn looks at me, and I look at him, and we just go, we just start loading stuff up. Yeah, it was a hot day, uh, as it tends to be in early July in Chicago. Um, and I had to park, the moving truck wasn't like ridiculously far away, but it was down there on the other side of the street. Um, and we had to like walk through that sprinkler every time. So it was a, it was, it was more of a hassle than like what it should be, but I was like, okay, this is fine. We'll do it. Um, 
we do that. We have some pizza. I, I think I took the rest of the pizza. Um, and uh, I had to drive to Muncie that night because I was staying with uh, a, a girl out there. Um, and that trip was fine. It took me like four or five hours because it was just Chicago, northwest Indiana traffic. Um, that was the end of day one. That was fine. So day two is where shit hits the fan. Uh, apologies for my language. It's about a 12-hour drive from the Indianapolis area out to um, Baltimore. And the drive itself really is is not a problem. I mean, that's a long ways to go by yourself in one day, but I knew what I had to do. I was up to the task. Uh, and you have, like, this nervous energy the whole time, too, because you're going to a new place, a new city I've never been to, like, starting a new job. This is all very exciting, all very fresh. So I, I had a pretty – I was tired, I was hot, but I had a positive attitude. I show up to uh, the now famous home of the podcast, 817 St. Paul Street, on Friday night, July 7th at about 7 p.m. And uh, second sign of trouble. my The person, like not my landlord, but the management lady who was like helping me with details said, yeah, we'll have space out for your truck to like so that you're not blocking traffic. Well, there's no space like for my truck to be parked. So I'm blocking traffic and I'm like just it's it's crazy hot. Um if you've ever been to Baltimore in July, you know how hot it is. And I'm just like a little frustrated at this point, but I'm like okay, we'll get my movers here, so we'll be fine. Third sign of trouble. Right as I pull in, the first thing I do, I've got my truck parked out in front. This is a it's a it's a two-lane street, so I'm only blocking half of traffic. Um but I get my keys real quick and I go into my room just or go into my apartment just because it's my first ever apartment I've ever lived in by myself. Like, this is exciting. I want to see what it actually looks like with my own eyes. Um, as I'm walking up, I get a text. I had hired some movers online to help me unload my truck. That's all I needed. It's going to be a basic job. They text me and say, hey, my guys are out in Frederick right now, which is a, a, an hour west of Baltimore. We're not going to be able to be there right now, but we can get there at, like, I think they said 9. I was like, okay, this is not a deal, but I'm going to be patient. I'm going to let it happen. So I take my truck, and I pull it off to a side street so I'm not blocking traffic anymore. And I wait, and I wait, and my phone was not doing super well on battery because I had just driven from Muncie that day. Um, And it gets to be, like, 9.15, and nothing from this moving guy. And I call him. And he's like, yeah, our guys are still in Frederick. We're not going to come out tonight. And I was like, oh, cool. Thanks for uh, the heads up like an hour ago. And you obviously still knew that. Um, So at that point, I'm having like a major freak out. Um, I'm like, okay, well, when can you guys come out? He says, we can get there at 6 a.m. the next morning. I'm like, that sucks because I still have all my stuff in the truck and nothing in my apartment. But that's fine. At this point, this was my biggest mistake of the whole process. I was on a street where it was paid to park, but if I had read the signs, the actual like places where you go get your ticket closely, I would have seen that I could have left my truck there overnight, but I was like had never been in this city before, never really lived downtown anywhere in my life, um, and I was a little just kind of freaking out. So I improvised. I took my truck. It's like three miles away to the actual truck return place uh, where I was going to leave it when I was done. And I took it there at like 11 p.m. 
and left it there with all my stuff in it, locked up, took an Uber back to my apartment with just things that I could carry. I think I had a pillow and a suitcase or uh, and a sleeping bag and probably like my phone charger in my backpack. Um, and it was really sad. I went and got a pizza. I was like, it had been such a long day because I'd driven 12 hours and it's had this whole fiasco. Um, but I was like, okay, I made it. I'm here. I wake up the next morning. I have to wake up at like 4.30 a.m. because I have to go get the truck before this place opens or else they're going to be like, why is this truck here with all this stuff in it? Take it back to my apartment and meet the guys there who are going to help me unload. So I go grab my truck, 5 a.m., drive it back to my apartment, um, and I get there and I'm like, okay, I have all this stuff in the back of the truck. I can unload some of this by myself because I had plenty of boxes that were one-man jobs. Um, So I start to do that. And I keep going and I keep going. And it's probably like six at this point when this guy's supposed to arrive. And all I have left are, it's my bookcase, uh, my dresser, my desk, and maybe one other thing. I don't remember exactly what it was. But things that, you know, Sean, from you and I having to move those things twice, you know, those are pretty heavy duty objects. Yeah, like, definitely not one person jobs. Def- yeah, that's straight up not one person jobs. And I get to the point where I'm like, so I, I hadn't paid this moving guy yet because I had his cash for him. And I was just like, I'm about to float this guy, whatever, it was like 200 bucks for him and his crew, however many people that is, to move like these four pieces. It's going to take them five minutes and I'm going to pay 200 bucks for this. And at that point, I was so tired and so pissed. I was like, I'm taking a moral and a physical stand and I'm not going to let this happen. So I like, do what no man should ever do. And I like exercise my muscles, my back, my legs in ways that you shouldn't have to do. You have to go up two sets of steps to get like to the elevator in my apartment. And I managed to do that with the dresser, the bookshelf, all that stuff. And my back and my arms and my hamstrings were like pretty, not only sore, but like they had like tweaked themselves quite a bit that I was like not in good shape for about a week after that but I was like I did it so I get in the truck as I'm driving away this guy calls me and he's like yo we're just pulling up where are you and I was just like sorry dude like basically fuck you that's not what I said um, but that's what I wanted to say Um, I drive the truck I return it back to the place I take one final uber back to my apartment and then from there it was I had two days, 48 hours before I was starting work, unloaded a bunch of stuff, um, was super sweaty. I hadn't showered in like three days, and uh, the rest is sort of history. But that was uh, the long-winded version of of my moving experience last year. I did not have to move this year, which I'm uh, infinitely thankful for because moving is a pain in the butt, uh, as these guys here at Farwell are about to uh, experience again. Um but that was my moving story. I've lived in Baltimore for exactly one uh, year now. Uh, it's been full of ups and downs, but uh, I'm happy to be back here in Chicago this weekend to celebrate. Uh, so with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the uh, the podcast to the guys to uh, to share some of their favorite stories from you know two years ago now when when we were all living together, and this last year when they they were living by uh, or with each other. Uh, in this apartment, I'm trying to think. I if I would have been smart about this, I would have come with my own story to sort of uh, get us going about my favorite things that were happening here. But I'll I'll just say we had plenty of nights when I lived here, 
in which we'd get the blue lights going uh, here in the living room. And we turn on the Grand Theft Auto V and get a little like headhunters going and usually some liquor involved. And I, w- I always really appreciated like being able to play your PlayStation, Sean, because I, I never really had that sort of stuff growing up. Uh, and I never really played GTA before like my sophomore year of college when I first like started going over to your guys' apartment. Um, and I actually like love <laughs> GTA five. I wish I had it at home. It's a good thing. I don't cause I would never do anything else. Uh, there's just so much you can do on there, but we had plenty of nights and there were plenty of nights where I would come home from grad school. I'd work from eight to five, go to class from six to nine. And I just like, I just need a beer. I need to eat my jambalaya and I need to play some, uh, some GTA five just for like two, two runs before I go write a paper and like, get four hours of sleep so um i really appreciated that and, and for you guys for literally providing everything uh couch tv playstation uh banging records so um all that stuff so it's not a specific memory but but something that i really liked um really like doing so um yeah I, i'll turn it over to anyone else who uh who wants to share some of uh some of their favorite thoughts stories uh from farwell I'll, I'll go first because this is actually a story from when I was helping you move in the first time, Quinn. And <laughs> you want to you you talk about statute of limitations. So I helped you move all your stuff into the truck. And that, was, that, that went off without a hitch. So we get into the truck and um, I remember I had just like, gotten into... Chicago. I'd like just walked off a plane and I was on my way to the place. And but and and I got the text message from you and it was you were just asking could I help you move and I just figured you know what I'm going to be passing through the area anyway. I need to get to the apartment. Fuck it. Let's let's do this. So we get get everything in the truck and then we begin the drive to Varwell. Except you drove through this one alleyway. And you started, you started, you started swearing, because the the alleyway was particularly small, and this one guy had parked his car in such a way that like the back bumper was like sticking into the alley a little. And I remember we were <laughs> we were stuck in the alleyway, and then you know I I looked over at you and I looked ahead and I suddenly saw the truck moving inwards. And I just, and I heard you say, fuck it. And I heard, I, I heard the sound of the truck scraping against this guy's back bumper. And I watched, I watched the car sway back and forth from the amount of like weight the, the truck was putting on it. And we just drove away and I was laughing. I was dying in the passenger seat. I was laughing. Oh man, it was like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that, that's what happens yeah. moving weekend. Yeah, I mean that was. If you don't park your car right. You that, get <laughs> that was like that was like my first farewell memory. But do you you guys remember you guys remember getting into the apartment and we found out that like half the apartment didn't have electricity? <laughs> yeah. Um, I you must have been. I don't remember having an electricity issue. I remember my um 
my ceiling fan, like the whole time I lived here and Brenda's probably experienced this, like the cord was jammed. And so I could never, <laughs> I could never have the light on without the ceiling fan being on. It was always a one-to-one relationship. Is it still the same way? I want to actually add to that. So now- Come talk into the mic. Okay. Yeah. This is very temporarily, but they fixed the light and fixing quotation marks. So now that it's warm and it's summer, I can use the fan now, yay! And the light works, yay! But if I want to have the fan on, I must have the light on. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's, that's what we're talking no, about. No, 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 but like they also like, they, wait, you said the light didn't work when you moved in. Cause I told you the light does not work. One or the other, right? You're right, the light. Did not work, the fan did. But the light didn't. Yeah, now I'm forgetting exactly what it was. Yeah. Your light never worked. Yeah. I had the overhead light on. I always had my lamp. That's right. Exactly. It's like weird dark lighting in my room. It's like a dungeon in there. Because it's the darkest room. Yeah. That's kind of what I was going to say. They finally fixed that. But now you have to have the light on if you want. And it's okay. They're all sharing the electricity bill with me. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Brenda lives in the room that I lived in um, last year. I'm a bad placeholder. What do you mean? Absolutely. <laughs> no. I'm sure you are a better roommate than I was. I was never around last year. Like, I was busy with school and stuff. So, <laughs> It's nice to have someone to take care of stuff, though. Yeah, I, I want to go briefly back to uh, when you... When you were pulling away with the truck and the movers were coming up and uh, they're like, hey, we're just getting here. Where are you? I think the only mistake you made was that you should have been like, oh, man, I'm, I'm stuck in traffic. I'll be there in 20 minutes. <laughs> and then kept them waiting as long Little, as you uh, could. reversal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one to pull off, though, at 6.15 yeah, in the morning on a weekend. dying. <laughs> 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 that that would have been good. I was I was at the point where, like, I was just like over all of it, um, and I had like finally gotten away. But yeah, if I was a little bit more conniving, that would have been a good idea. Oh man, what do you got, Ryan Sanger? You got any fun memories from this apartment? A, a fair amount just of them. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Now's your time. Let's see here. Um, I'm trying to get some good stories with uh, the girl Q David. Um, I want to clarify that even though this is my podcast, I have only lived in this apartment for half of its tenure. So please don't feel like anything you share has to relate to me. Like, I'm sure you guys had plenty of fun shit happen this past year. I've I've got a great story. Okay. So uh, the neighborhood that Farwell is in is, is, it's definitely not the safest. It's uh, not at all one of the worst neighborhoods, but it's definitely not like the safest. So maybe like two months ago, I think the craziest thing that's ever happened to me in this apartment was um, I wit- I watched a guy get arrested by like four cops for attempting a drive-by on the street just north of ours. And the dude like apparently shot at somebody outside of a grocery store in plain view of two police officers and then tried to speed away at like 90 to get away from them. But he turned on to Farwell and lost control of his car, like right at our intersection. And he crashed into the row of like six cars that are like right out, right in front of my place. 
And when I heard, I was in my room when I heard the crash, and so I got up to go see what was going on, and I see like blue lights flashing everywhere outside the windows. And I look outside and I hear this guy screaming as the cops like arrest him and like yank him to his feet because he's like climbing out of this car that he just wrecked. And the dude was going so fast, he totaled two of the cars in the row of six and like damaged all of them just to varying degrees. And it was absolutely, it was absolutely insane. And the dude is just screaming the whole time. Like I, I've, I've never heard another human being like make that level of noise and but he's just screaming anytime the cops laid their hands on him and there are people like that are coming out of their apartments wondering what's going on and and it was it wasn't great seeing the people who owned those cars that got totaled seeing them freak out and react because this guy probably doesn't have insurance to cover all that <laughs> yeah probably not just a guess just a guess but you never know <laughs> oh shit well and there there were also car parts and broken glass in our front yard and the street for about two weeks after. That kind of just blends in with the backyard. Though. <laughs> it does, yeah. It's funny how that works. But. Uh, let's, uh, let, me, let me give a quick uh, 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 summary description of what our backyard uh, is notable for. Uh, when we moved in, it was Rat Kingdom, and it was like that for a while. You'd go in the backyard, there are just holes. Like, like you'd find a, like, in like an area where gophers live, except these were rats, and they live underground. And you can hear them at night if you're like quiet and you're sitting in the kitchen. They're like loud as hell, and they make a lot of noise. Um, I can recall a couple of times taking out the garbage late at night. And you open up the garbage can, and yeah, a rat like scurries or jumps out. Oh, yeah. It was scary the first time, and then like you learn like you open it. it and like kick it, a jump away. Times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but we also. Uh, have an interesting situation with uh, power lines um, in our backyard. Like I think when we got here, it was already a little unusual how low to the ground they were compared to where power lines should be. Um, but as last year went on and we were just out on the deck right before uh, recording this, uh, looking at how low they are now and they're being hung up by like a guitar cord and stuff. And um, it, it, there were, I, I, I don't know. Are there any, down on the ground right now in the backyard no, no. that's good because i recall because i did fix this once actually they yeah. were back to normal okay uh, but they came back i mean it was like a month ago well, they just fell back down again to, to clarify a little bit um the one cable that ryan is talking about was actually not connected to anything it was yes. it, w- it had been hanging in our backyard <laughs> at like face level and then ryan Hold on it one day and he just kept pulling and then he just wrapped it up and, and threw, threw it away, it away. <laughs> and these these cables like keep getting lower and lower every month like you go out there and suddenly there'll be one that's at like shoulder level and this is just the reality of our backyard it's like a, it's like a running gag almost in a tv show where it's like every opening whatever it's like the cables are a little bit lower and you realize like am i going crazy or are they getting a little bit lower um, I wish we would have taken some pictures when we moved in compared to the where they look now because I'm sure it's significantly lower. Um, but there's that. The grass is like half dead, half overgrown. And we got a giant mulberry tree. Big mulberry it tree. Is, it's gotten big too. It's yeah, I, it's, yeah. When we were out there, yeah, for sure, it's it's gotten bigger. Um, we've got like a a trellis. Uh, there's a corner where like clearly a garden used to try to happen, and I don't think we or you guys ever did anything here. 
Um, there are bikes out there. Um, there are some chairs. Uh, I tried to start some fires out there. I had uh, this blue vodka that my friend Eric had given me when he was here for Thanksgiving. Um, and Eric just got married last night, which was really cool. Congratulations to him. Uh, but we had had it in our freezer for way too long. And I had that that like plastic synthetic Christmas tree that I'd taken from 1237 West in the garbage can. It was sitting here for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, There's always Christmas at Always Christmas at 1320. Um, I had taken in the backyard, doused it with that blue vodka. I had like this big idea, like vodka's going to burn. It's going to be the Christmas tree. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Nothing happened. Nothing happened. It was just a fake plastic Christmas tree in a puddle of blue vodka. No fire. I, I, I spent like two minutes on it. I was like, this is going nowhere. So, which was a common theme. There's a video on my YouTube channel of me from just about a year ago in my yellow shorts. My brother was recording it of me trying to burn uh, this thick packet of paper that we had to pay 80 bucks for for a, a grad school class, and we didn't use it at all in class, which was frustrating. So I tried to burn it in the backyard, and nothing really uh, came of that. But you guys can go watch that on my YouTube channel. Um, but, yeah, that's the, that, that's the backyard. We don't need to talk about the basement because that's a whole other separate thing. Like. It's like the perfect like horror movie basement. There's like a table saw in there, uh, doors you don't know where they go to. Like our washers and dryers are down there. Um, yeah, it's sometimes the sewage backs up and overflows. Mm, it's tasty. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that's I think that's recent. I don't know if that was happening. I never had that here. here yeah. Thank God. No, but um, yeah, Ryan. Ryan, you got anything you want to share? Um, I guess one of my one of my favorite memories, uh, well, collection of memories from when uh, Quinn was around. Uh, this is actually a good story. Um, Quinn went through uh, all of the Joplin rags and all of the Beethoven sonatas in his time here. And he, I, I want to quickly clarify, <laughs> not all the Joplin rags, like half of them, and definitely not all the Beethoven sonatas, because if you heard me try to play, like, Hammerclavier or you, something. You read through Hammerclavier, right? I, not here. I tried to once in the concert hall. I remember texting Steven and just being like, I can't do this. It's, you get to that fourth movement, and you know what it's supposed to sound like, because it's like the cool fugal action, mm-hmm. but you can't, because it's like, it's, it's so much going on. Awful, and I got yeah. like halfway through that movement, and I was just like, this isn't doesn't sound the way Beethoven promised it was going to sound. I can't do it. It's too hard. Um, that's that's my interruption. I apologize. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, it'd be like any or all hours of the day. You just hear some some thudding, some very heavy plastic thudding, and then the sounds of Beethoven emerging from the living room. And it was actually always very good too. I, I enjoyed listening to it honestly. Um, but we had one roommate that did not. Uh, <laughs> she was uh, very passive-aggressive about not enjoying it, too. So, uh, But yeah, it was always kind of fun. And be like cooking something, and then you're, you're doing a little ragtime dance. Yeah, love some good ragtime dances. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. I feel like we can't go any further without discussing uh, the first masquerade. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you were there, but I was, okay. I mean, you had to sleep. I think that was a weird night. I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but that was a night where I ended up 
hooking up with this Loyola girl who I had like gone on one date with. She lived just like five blocks south of here, so I walked out there. It was totally like a booty call situation. And I don't remember if I like slept there or if I came back here or what the situation was. I came back here. Um, but yeah, there were just a bunch of people and I like wasn't in the party mood for whatever reason because I'm a party pooper. But um yeah, you guys you guys threw some banger parties. You wanna talk about the, the party? So upstairs in uh, our Farwell apartment, we used to have these um, collection of Loyola students, uh, most of which were also in their last year at the school. Um, and we befriended them, and so we, we, met, we met Brenda and a lot of other really cool people. But I came up with this idea about, I mean... A themed party. Everyone just wears a mask or brings your own. And the upstairs neighbors were into the idea, so they agreed to make it like a double-decker party. So you could wander freely between both floors of the apartment. And this... (laughs) This escalated upstairs, quite interestingly, because we ended up having a divide in our place where, like, most of the DePaul people that were invited hung around only on the first floor and all the loyal people were like on the second floor but they the upstairs neighbors invited like a bunch of these freshmen that got really really drunk and like threw up on their floor and they said there's so there's a lot of spilled beer on their apartment and and our apartment was like totally clean, full of all the the cool the cool jazz cats that knew how to hold their drink and were generally just chilling out. And you went upstairs, and it was like a battleground. <laughs> yeah, that's the masquerade. Uh, thank God we never had any like parties that totally wrecked our place. I think we often that was self-inflicted wounds, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we kind of fantasized about it a little bit. Like, we would, we had these ideas that we'd have these, like, huge raiders that spiral out of control and, like, and, like, cows, like, upturned couches and broken windows, but I don't think we were... That's my fantasy for every party. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, I'm going for it again tonight. If you all want to join me. It's the last chance, yeah. (laughs) Last chance. Oh, man. Yeah, broken windows might might be a a tougher sell, but where, where did that pumpkin come from? That's pretty um, cool. My mother sent me a bunch of Halloween decorations from our place. There's a skeleton above my head. Oh, very good. Is that glow in the dark? Uh, no, but you can you can toggle a little switch behind his head and his eyes light up. It looks like it should be glow in the dark, doesn't it? I agree. Based on that color. Yeah. Yeah. It's like definitely like a little faded green. It looks like your hat. It does. I've been wearing my uh, Quinn David Furnish presents the Beantown podcast uh, swag all around the city of Chicago. If you're interested. Uh, you can tweet at us. We are at Beantown Cast. You can also send us an email, Beantown Podcast Yahoo.com. That's Beantown, B E A N T O W N Podcast Yahoo.com. Uh, Facebook, Instant Messenger, uh, Tumblr. I'm on all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, let us know if you want any sway. We got hats. Uh, I'll pierce your ear for a nominal fee. Um, he, he pierced mine, and I can attest that it is actually a quality job. Uh, that's a metaphor in case anyone was wondering. Um, I got a bit of an infection for a couple of weeks, but after a really strong antibiotic trial, the doctors say I should be okay. 
It's not as easy as Lindsay Lohan makes it look in the parent trap while they're at summer camp. It's just like, get the ice cube, do the, do the deed, and, uh, and everyone's happy. But uh, no, yeah, not, not quite as simple. Um, I don't know, this side of the room, any other uh, good stories you want to share? Well, I mean, parent trap is a pretty good story. Oh, I mean, it's a... It is a good one. Yeah, yeah. it's a tale as old as time. So so old, they made it twice. I just want to know, do you have any fun lake stories? You said lake? From your time here, yeah. Like, Like, going down to the lake. Like Lake Michigan. Um, Not... Because we do... um, 1320 is situated uh, three minutes walking from Lake Michigan. This is true. Very pretty view. Most of my, like, good lake stories happened while I was a sophomore slash junior, a.k.a. senior in college. Um, I really... I didn't spend a ton of time, like, at the Loyola Beach while I lived here, and that was largely just because I was working full-time and I was in grad school full-time. I didn't just, like have a bunch of time to just like be outside but um i remember thanksgiving 2016 i think you were maybe around sean but you i think you were with your cousin yeah and i think maybe ariel was around but it, i don't i don't remember seeing her at all that day so it was thanksgiving 2016 um and i i like i don't have any family in chicago um, I was still relatively new to my grad school friends. Um, I had actually got invited to one, um, uh, one friend's like family get together, but I felt I, I didn't quite know her well enough to be like, Oh yeah, this would be cool. Now, two years later, Quinn like would jump on that opportunity. I just went to a wedding yesterday in which I knew no one except the bride and groom. And like, that's scary, but I love that nervous energy now. Uh, two years ago, I, I didn't as much. Um, so I went my Thanksgiving consisted of waking up and walking down to the lake and I took a picture and I put it on Facebook and the caption was happy Thanksgiving from my family to yours. And it was a selfie (laughs) and it was pretty depressing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, cue the sound effects. And, uh, and then I, I don't think I ever told anyone this. The one time I had Papa John's while I lived in this apartment, there's a Papa John's down on, uh, Devon, it's like a mile from here and I order my pizza online and I go down to get it. And I had like done a total dyslexic thing with the numbers. And so when I had gotten down there, I turned West instead of East and I walked like almost all the way to like where you remember when we went to the Salvation Army that one time? Oh my God. I like almost walked all the way down there. It's like, where is this Papa John's? I was probably buzzed because it's Thanksgiving alone. Like I'm sure I was having beer. And then I looked it up on my phone, realized I had like, walked completely the wrong direction um so i got my pizza and that was that but um happy thanksgiving from my family to yours um any other good lake stories though man i didn't i don't know i have a really good fourth of july story that um that i'm not going to tell right now because it's too long um but yeah okay i'm gonna tell it real quick i'm gonna immortalize this on the podcast i uh, i hope you guys will indulge me for i'll I'll keep it under three minutes or so uh fourth of july 20 uh 14 no 15 i was just finishing up sophomore year i lived in an apartment in uptown um it was a three-bedroom apartment that i lived in with four other guys so i was splitting a bedroom with my roommate trevor my two other roommates sam and ben had moved out 
of the apartment and they were we still had like three months left in our lease so they were subletting that apartment to two people one whom we lived with on our floor in corcoran hall our freshman year and he's like an okay guy kind of crazy kind of a partier but like at his core like fine it can handle him the other person uh was really into acid and i think was dealing and i didn't know her at all and just like I don't know. It wasn't a good fit, but they lived with us. Um, so 4th of July happens and I had to work till four that day. I get home. I had a couple of, uh, Hawaiian punch and vodkas. Cause that's what you drink when you're a sophomore in college and not 21. 19. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I get like pretty drunk and I just, I walked out to the Mont- Montrose beach and the pier out there. Cause you can see, um, I've been seeing fireworks, and you can see, uh, I think, Navy Pier fireworks as well. It's a perfect spot. Um, I do that. I had to work at noon the next day, so I was like, okay, no need for me to drink anymore. I'm just by myself. I'm just going to walk home, which is about a half-hour walk from where I was, so I worked the buzz off. Uh, I get home, and there is a huge rager happening in our apartment being thrown by the two people that were, were subletting. And I just apparently like lost control and said, yeah, let's go wild. Um, certainly some peer pressure involved. And the only thing I really remember is drinking a ton. I don't remember what we were drinking, but it was definitely straight liquor. And I remember like falling on my bedroom floor and puking all over my rug. And that's like where I slept that night. And my roommate wakes me up the next morning because we had a group of people coming to see the apartment right because our lease was going to be up in like three weeks or something and so my roommate trevor's like dude people are coming in 15 minutes you have puke all over yourself all over the floor like let's make something happen here so i quickly clean up i don't even remember if i had time to shower um, but i got that cleaned up and that was it was gonna be fine like i felt terrible but like we the apartment looked fine so that summer my normal routine was to walk to work it was like a little under an hour each way, but I was so cheap at that point. I wasn't paying for the train, but I was like, I'm clearly hungover. This wasn't my first time, um, being hungover. It, it, I'd been drinking for a year at this point. Um, but it was definitely the most significant, uh, pain I've ever felt. I get on the red line. We're going South. I'm not feeling great. There's some like motion sickness. Um, but I'm like, this is a, it's three stops to get from Sheridan down to Fullerton where I work. I can do this. And I feel fine until we get to, uh, or we get to Belmont. I'm like one stop away. It's one mile. I can do this. And right as the train starts to leave Belmont, I'm the type of person I can feel my, I know I'm going to puke for about 60 seconds before it actually happens. And I knew 60 seconds wasn't enough. And lo and behold, it wasn't. This is a pretty packed, uh, train of people. I'm wearing like a wife beater and gym shorts to go to work, of course, because I'm classy. And um, and I just, I open, if you're imagining wearing a wife beater, imagine just like grabbing it at your chest, opening up like you're throwing something in the garbage and just letting loose like Mount Vesuvius. Just like goes all down my stomach, like onto my shoes. And of course, I feel terrible, one, physically, but also like, because everyone on this train is looking at me because now I'm the crazy person. Like, usually you're on the other side of that, and now I'm the crazy person who's puking at middle of the day. Like, what the hell is this kid's problem? Um, so we get to Fullerton, and I had to work for eight hours. Um, so I go to work, 
and uh, I make like the necessary calls I need to make to like start my shift. And then I head to the bathroom and I basically I just like stripped down, um, washed my body and then like washed my clothes. And I spent the rest of my eight hour shift like in wet clothes because um, I, I, what else was I supposed to do? Um, and this story was longer than three minutes. So I apologize for that. But it's, it's pretty much over. I go home. I wake up the next morning still hungover. The first and last time, not last, first and only time in my life that I've had a double hangover. Um, and I had to work that day too, but I didn't puke anymore. Um, but that was my crazy 4th of July, uh, after my sophomore year of college. So you are the winner of the worst hangover story I've ever heard. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And I'm sure like I wouldn't have had the hangover the next morning if I had drank enough, but I'm sure I wasn't like up to feeling like I should, like I should hydrate. Yeah, that was bad. Thanks for uh, for having me show. No, it's a good one. I'm I'm happy. If you haven't noticed already, a lot of this podcast isn't specifically geared at humor or comedy. It's just to sort of um, get some of these uh, memorable stories uh, out in the open that so that you can experience them and so that we can go back anytime we want and and listen to them with the details. Um, yeah, go for it. Uh, if maybe we should we should start positive. Um, instead of going for the one I really want to go for, are there any are there any things that we? I mean, Quinn, is there anything you miss about this place? But for Ryan, Stephen, and I, is there anything that we're you think we're gonna miss about this place? Well, I know for sure that I'm going to miss um, the lake placement, and um, I'm going to miss the backyard, even though it's kind of a piece of shit right now it's like the next place does not have a backyard at all it's got um concrete and a garage that doesn't belong to us so and it's also on a triangle lot it's on a triangle lot so i mean like we're just on an island surrounded by streets so we have no lawn um but we're getting an awesome sunroom though. we do yes the sunroom definitely pays for it um yeah, let's be honest. We we'd hang out in that more than the lawn anyway. Yeah. Uh I think, you know, the thing I think it's not something I I miss, I will miss, but it's something I already miss. I actually like I don't particularly miss the guys upstairs. I miss like one or two of them. <laughs> but I think the other like I miss having that level of camaraderie with our neighbors. I, I think I felt like it was it was chill to just be able to like go up there for them to come down here and see who's doing what. But those days those days are over. Um I would say despite having been in this house when it apparently like started on fire and hearing many gunshots and like different uh, ambulatory services arriving for different things. I've all I've always like felt secure in this building, so I'm gonna miss that. Um, <laughs> You're not gonna feel secure in our new place. I don't know. I haven't been. I mean, there. you are you are moving in with me, so. <laughs> I hope to just like spend all my time just like hanging up there like a monkey in a tree. Like. <laughs> Wasn't there a wasn't there a time when you were climbing a tree outside of a Lincoln Park bar and forced uh, you guys to be removed? 
Someone tell that story. I wasn't there for that. I had, well, I was that on was, duty or something. That was nearing the end of uh, our senior year our of sen- college. Yeah, our yeah. senior year. There's those guys' junior after years. The final yeah. concert too. And Stephen had just played. Uh, I mean, we'd both played, um, but uh, we'd started drinking after the concert, and we were drunk. Yeah, I was really far gone. Yeah, Stephen was really drunk. And <laughs> Very we were, wine drunk. <laughs> We were getting, um, well, we were actually drinking at Quinn's old, old place. Yep. When he was, uh, 1237 West. That was fun. Um, that was a fun place to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a good casual yeah. hang. But Had a TV with all the channels. Steve and I watched the Pelt Spelling Bee one time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I remember watching the Super Bowl at your place. We did. Like, I got good. too drunk for that. Ah. We had like Brie Leach was there. Probably Amanda Patino. Or name yeah, dropping. Name dropping on the podcast. No, and, and Katrina came too. That's right. I think that was the first time I ever met Katrina too. Now we're Snapchat. That was Snapchat. the first time I met yeah, Katrina. She, yeah. She did come there. She's yeah. But sorry, we are way off topic. Keep going with the uh, um, the story. Well, okay, so we're fucked up, and we're going out to, yeah, yeah, Halligans, and it's already close to bar time, and um, we <laughs> we're getting there, and um, basically people are starting to come out of the bars, but it's not bar time yet. And Stephen pulls himself up into a tree outside of this bar, Halligan's. <laughs> and the bouncer's like, oh, these three like, uh, like over testosterone dudes come over. Testosterone. <laughs> that was like, a kick-ass acapella all-male group name right there, Testosterone. Actually, that is a, one of the group names in Pitch Perfect. Okay. The Testosterone. Never seen it. Never seen it. Um, I'm going to be proud of myself for thinking uh, of that anyways. It's a reference to the first season of, um, what's that show choir high school? Glee. Glee. Ryan showing his true colors here. He knows about Pitch Perfect and he knows about Glee. Yep. (laughs) I I did watch the first season of Glee. Oh, Mr. Shoe is unforgettable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Remember when he had a wife, and then she just is like, like Terry or something, and then yeah. she starts whoring herself out, and, and, and then, oh like the, the baby I think she slept with the cheerleader. The yeah. baby wasn't the baby real. Isn't real. And somehow she kept that a secret. Like, pff, yeah, right. And then Finn committed suicide. Are you guys talking yeah. about like whatever it is you're talking about? Or are you talking about like American Horror Story? <laughs> no, man. This is Fox number no, that one was show. A crossover Glee. episode. The crossover <laughs> episode. <laughs> Where, <laughs> where the Glee Club becomes Battle Royale. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, well, anyways, these three dudes run up to the tree, and they're like, what the fuck? Are you from Wisconsin or something? And I take offense to that. <laughs> and uh, Steve is like be. up there, and they like basically pulled you out of the tree, and then they're like, yeah, get the hell out of here. And then it was bar time anyways, and everybody started coming out, and we were just like walking in the streets. Walking in but the streets. But <laughs> we went to Sean and my old place, and that night, what, right after we found a parking spot, uh, we stumbled upon these two guys with a 32 rack, oh no, just a 30 rack of PBR. Just a 30 rack, not yeah, a 32 not 32. rack. 32. And they they were sitting in the sidewalk, and they're like, hey, do you guys want a beer? And we were like, yeah. And it was like 2 in the morning already, but we hung out for two and a half hours um, on that sidewalk, just drinking PBRs and lighting bowls and listening to Zeppelin. It was super fun. We made plans to do it two weeks later, but I think they fell through. (laughs) 
<laughs> but we never saw those guys again. And they were moving out, and we were moving out. And well, now they're on the podcast, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Immortalized. Yeah. Um, that's the I, I that's the type of story that like I wouldn't have remembered because I wasn't part of it. Um, unless you guys share that, and that's actually like really awesome to have on the podcast. Um, I'll, I'll finish up here because we're at fifty two minutes and it it's long, but I know this is the type of podcast that I'm going to love. Uh, listening back to uh, you might not feel the same but but I will um, some of my favorite things about this apartment uh, number one I'm very much a like a cost effectiveness mindset type of person I love that we paid seventeen hundred dollars a month for this uh, through all its aches and pains uh, to get a spot like this this close to the red line uh, in Chicago for 1700 a month is an absolute steal, um, which was awesome, even with all the cockroaches and mice, etc. cetera. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, good quintaketh. Um, other things I really liked. What I really loved about this apartment was that it, it can be a little small at times, but that it's actually really nice because there weren't very many times when all of us, all four of us were around, and I'm sure it was similar this year for you guys because you guys are in grad school and that's crazy busy but there would be a few nights here and there and sometimes we get steven in the mix sometimes we get jumbles in the mix um frey would often be in the mix where it's just like we were all here and we weren't necessarily doing anything crazy but it was just like that didn't happen very often um and it was definitely something that i took for granted like the pianist being in group piano for two years, like we were just always together. And I took that for granted. And like when I left music school and to, to do my grad degree, like that, it was just completely different. So it was really fun when, when I was just able to be together with people. And that's something that now living by myself, there are a ton of things I love living, love about living by myself. And they outweigh the things that I loved about living with other people, which is why I'm living by myself. Um, but there were a lot of things uh, with living with other people, especially when it's mostly people you like um, that really enhances your experience. Um, I love the piece of shit wooden shelving unit that we pulled out of the alley. <laughs> Sean and I par- always partners in crime with moving stuff. It was like, I don't know, like our second or third week of living here. I remember walking home from the train station, looking over into the alley and being like, this thing is out there. It's fair game. I was going to just pick it up myself. It's too heavy. And so I come back to the apartment. I'm like, Sean, like this thing's two blocks away. Like, let's go grab it. Cause we were in need of something like that. And it's being utilized very well right now. A lot of stuff on it. We just go and grab it. There's like nails coming out of it. Um, <laughs> I had to pull some staples out of it. With yeah. The, with the hammer. Like, I don't know who put this together. I think it was like a boy scout project or something. <laughs> With like Boy Scouts on LSD, uh, but it was uh, <laughs> we 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 brought that into the apartment, which was really cool. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I'm I'm gonna take a couple picks um, while I'm here, just because I actually I can remember like all the living spaces I've ever lived in in my life, but I'm I'm sure that will begin to to fade. You know, when I'm not 23 and when I'm 53, so. Um, that would be nice to have, but right around the corner, right around the corner. Yeah. It's all downhill here for, uh, for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Morse fresh market that grew on me quite a bit. 
I was always a little scared away because it was a little pricier than Aldi, but um, you can go, you used to be able to go there and like get like a foot long sandwich cut into three for like five bucks. And that was really a good value. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, I think the location is a little underrated to be honest. Like you've got a couple bars on Morris. You've got a grocery store, like you're right by the lake. You're two blocks from the train. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, people always, when I told them last year I lived in Rogers Park, or I guess two years ago now, um, they are kind of turned off. But I'm like, it's cheaper. It's residential. It's quiet. You can still live close to the train that you can. It, it took me 20 minutes to get from Fullerton to Morse today. You take it another five minutes and you're like River North area. Like, it's not hard to get to these places. So Rogers Park, underrated. Uh 1320 West Farwell, uh, underrated. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any uh, closing thoughts from anybody? Anybody want to say anything? Steven, you have any uh, big projects coming up you want to plug? I'm not working on anything. Okay, that's all right. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I personally probably will not miss living in this place. Um, there are a lot of good things. There are a lot of things I'm not going to miss, like living in the room underneath a, underneath a set of stairs. <laughs> Sean got the short end of the stick uh, with the room selection. Um, yeah, that's because you were too nice when we moved in. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll take it. I wasn't aggressive enough. <laughs> I Sean been, straws. And I was the last person to pick a room, and I got the best room. Ryan's room is, like, we could have just fit two people in there and used Sean's room as, like, the closet it was built to be. <laughs> But it was we had a good time. It uh, it always has its up and ups and downs, but I think we all had a good time. Hey, we yeah. could experiment with that in the new place. Ups and downs. Don't mean like two people in one room. I always and had the dream room for like a playroom. Yeah, a playroom <laughs> for fun oh, and activities. No. I always had the dream when we were undergrads of like getting a one bedroom apartment somewhere and just going barrack style and like having just having a like apartment where that's all we do is like eat and sleep there but we would all be paying like 150 dollars a month and we could spend our money on so many other activities that was you who had that idea. it was me who had that idea oh it's such a brilliant idea i, I know a, that sounds a lot better in theory than i think it will work out in practice <laughs> we'll never know uh that, that's <laughs> one know. thing we can say for sure hey it's not too it's not yeah. too late we can move down to baltimore with you Hey, man, you guys can all cram into my 420-square-foot uh, studio apartment, and we'll really put the barracks idea to the test. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anything, Ryan, on your end? Um, no. Yeah. Wise words. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate Stan came down here right after we moved in, and he brought his saw, and I had to do some... The the bed is a story I'm not going to tell because it's really not that exciting. But I had a a, a year long odyssey with my my bed frame uh, while I was here with stupid uh, slats. That's a word I just hate, like slats. Um, with like cutting them, then cutting them too short, and like falling through the slats <laughs> in the middle of the night, and eventually like nailing them into the IKEA wood frame I had bought, and it was like really janky um i still have that twin mattress it's like standing up against one of my walls in my apartment because i'm like 
I use this occasionally. Like, my brother came and visited um, in April, and he slept on it. And that mattress is shitty. It's older than I am. But I'm like, as long as I have the space for it. It's not pretty, but I have that. And then uh, the tiger blanket, which was my comforter uh, last year for my bed, is now hanging up as a tapestry uh, in my apartment above my bed. It's come full circle because that's the way my dad did it when he uh, had his first apartment uh, out of college. So a little circle of life action for you there. Um, we're, we're at an hour, and we're going to wrap it up because we have some partying to do. Uh, we have a whole other pizza. We have got some liquor, and we're going to bring in some, some hot babes uh, to, to really spice this party up, or honeys, as Stephen would say. Uh, one of his go-to terms, which I, I used today, and I, I took that from him. Um, that uh, is going to wrap up our Farewell to Farewell podcast. Uh, if anyone's listening to this and it's like 9 p.m. on Saturday night, come on out because we're going wild. Um, <laughs> we're going to break some windows, flip some couches. Hey, you'll never yeah. guess who just arrived. Is it Jumbles? Oh, Jumbles is pounding. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to... You know him from the podcast two weeks ago. Jumbles, we literally have like 30 seconds left on this podcast. Jumbles, share one fun memory of living, or not living, uh, of being in 1320 West Farwell. Any memory of being here that you want to go live on this podcast? Any memory? Yeah. Uh, Oh, man, there's so many good ones, though. Uh, Let's see. There was that first time we played um, Haunted House on the Hill, where we first tried it out. Hello. Oh, the party's starting. I love how seamless this transition is. Yeah. She's, in her, she's in her room. This is the greatest podcast ever. Keep going, Jumbles. Keep going. That you're, was my one thing. You're closing the show. I, I had only decided on one thing. <laughs> Jumbles, you are Beantown Podcast royalty because you are the first guest to appear on two podcast what's episodes up, what's up guys this, this podcast is collapsing <laughs> <laughs> dying star See, fading the, into that's itself that's the sort of mentality that we don't need on Beanstown podcast oh, oh <laughs> racism oh JP we got pizza if you want some oh you know I can't eat pizza Oh yeah. Hey, fuck, man. He's, he's vegan now. Why didn't you that's, say anything else? Because yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know if we were gonna be. Uh, I didn't know if like I was gonna get here and all, the, and the podcast was gonna be over and the pizza's gonna be gone. So I just let it go. Did you get the voice message we left you? Um, which one? You, you called me during mass. Oh, so called him during mass. Yeah. yeah. Happy so, birthday, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Something you don't know about JP is that he's very religious. Well, yeah. I miss. Excuse me. Brenda looks you look like Steven Tyler. Wow, she's got some fun patterns and dude looks like a lady. <laughs> okay, we are going to end the podcast here because it is getting off the rails. I have to uh, uh, let everyone go. It's chaos. This is what 1320 West Farwell is all about. Thank you to my guests Sean Young, Stephen Boy, Ryan Singer, John Paul Pendowski. For uh, for helping me on this podcast. Subliminal messages. <laughs> sure. Uh, this has been Quinn David Furness. This is my podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. I will check in on you next week live from New Jersey.